Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Whenever I feel like we got a ton to get to in a short amount of time, I feel like the Mad Hatter off Alice in Wonderland. Whenever he's screaming and yelling, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. We have a very important date coming up here on ESPN Radio in a little less than an hour. Because, unfortunately, the Missoula Paddleheads got rained out last night in Billings. TBD, if they're going to be able to get the games in tonight. But as of right now, they are scheduled for a doubleheader, which begins at 5 p.m., so, we're going to get to a bunch of nuanas now here for the first hour of the show. Then we're going to roll right into the Missoula Paddleheads, and then we'll have all sorts of reactions in tomorrow's show as well. So, just one hour of nuanas now today. We'll talk some NBA. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports will swing by. We also have some of our most interesting storylines from the wide world of high school sports. We got uh, state tournaments underway. Tennis, softball, track and field. We'll give you the athletes to watch, the records that might fall in track and field, as well as some of the scores already from the uh, high school softball championships and some of the best storylines for tennis championships as well. All that coming up here uh, on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for tuning in. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. You want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app, as well as on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, 
888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Last night, went and, uh, first of all, uh, my brother and his wife, bless them, they, they're, uh, they're older, their older boy, my nephew Ellis, he's doing uh, soccer and baseball right now. So uh, Uncle Coco's been able to make it to a couple. Actually, I've been able to make it to pretty much all the soccer games. They're on Sundays. That's pretty good. Uh, I haven't been able to make it to any of the baseball games until last night. So that was really fun. Uh, so the problem is that the games start at six. I don't get off the air till six. I usually don't get out of here till six thirty. I've been on my way twice when the game's already over. <laughs> These kids are pretty good at defense, so sometimes it's just uh, bam, 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 and uh, it's just over. But I got to take in you know some six year old, seven year old baseball last night. That was super fun. Uh, just over there off of Russell. But then uh, we decided to walk over to the Iron Grizz. The Iron Grizz is back open. Located there at the University of Montana Golf Course, right at the base of Mount Sentinel. And gosh, what a great place that is. They were open year-round for a little while, and then they went to the... They're, they're just going to be open for the summer now. It's an extension of University of Montana Dining Services. So to have adequate staffing and things like that, they need to have all the, the student workers on campus during the school year. Then they move them over to the Iron Grizz, anybody that stays around for the summer. Uh, for the summer. So that's all to say... The Iron Grizz is back open. It's unbelievably delicious. You're going to have one of the best meals you'll get anywhere in Missoula. They grow all the produce that they're going to serve you in-house at the garden right there uh, at the Iron Grizz. So that's super cool. And, uh, I mean, I had a little uh, sausage and chicken gumbo. My gal had some shrimp and grits. My mom came with us, too. She had blackened chicken salad. All of it. So good. Go check out the Iron Grizz. They are back open, back in business. And uh, I'm telling you this right now at Elite Thursday show because we're going to be giving you Iron Grizz gift cards coming up starting next week. So excited for that and just excited for them to be back open. I hope you're having a great Thursday. A big weekend in uh, the state of Montana. State tennis, state track, state softball. So we'll get to some of that stuff here in just a little while. The conference finals in the NBA on the west side, lackluster. The games were good. Actually, three out of the four games were really, really entertaining. But the results of the series, a little bit lackluster because the Denver Nuggets just straight swept the Los Angeles Lakers. I think it's hilarious the way that the uh, the national media has... We've been telling you about Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets for months. Andrew has been on them since February, pretty much. And we've been talking about them a lot. We've been giving them a ton of praise, a ton of credit. Now, the national media is sort of... It's not that they're downplaying it, but they're they're doing the... They're doing the thing where they're like, I just can't believe this guy Jokic can do all these things. People's... People let their 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 judgment of the way people look and move impact the way that they judge their ability in a sport. And it's just so funny because Jokic is, I think at this point, unquestionably the best basketball player on the planet Earth. And if you've been paying attention, it's actually not new. He won back-to-back MVPs. And some people think he could have won the MVP this year as well as the best player 
on the top seed in the West. So uh, it's just interesting because, you know, everybody's saying, oh, the Lakers this, the Lakers that. LeBron draws all the media coverage. And then there's like the opposite side of that where people are saying, ooh, we should have been talking about the Nuggets all along, blah, 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 blah. But people still are having a hard time accepting what the Nuggets do well. What do the Nuggets do well? They move the ball, they play team basketball, and they play at a, an efficient style better than, I mean, they are one of the great offensive teams I have ever seen in the NBA. They get a good shot on almost every single possession. That's how you completely roll into the finals, and that's how you're minus 380 on the on the betting lines to win the NBA finals, even though you don't even know your opponent yet. Nuggets are right now minus 380 on Sportsbet Montana to win the NBA championship, and they don't even know if they're playing the Heat or the Celtics. So certainly uh, a huge favorite. On the other side, it's been very entertaining to watch the Miami Heat just dismantle team after team, including the Boston Celtics. The Celtics did rise up and, and get one in Miami in game four to extend the series. So now we have game five tonight. And uh, I actually don't know what I think of this one. Andrew, Andrew Houghton, our, our producer, uh, joining us here on Nuanas now from the other side of the glass. What do you think of, of this game tonight? On, on one hand, you give the Celtics credit for not rolling over and dying and just getting swept. There's a lot of people that are saying if the Celtics win this one, that it somehow extends Joe Missoula's time in Boston. I don't really know where we're at. What do you think of this game tonight, though? I The one take I do have on this game tonight is that if Boston wins it, now the, the pressure flips completely to the other side because now Miami's backs are against the wall. Uh, but I don't know. It's so crazy to me that Boston, one of the best home court advantages in all of sports, have been so bad at home the last couple months and into the playoffs. So where, where are we at with the, the game uh, five in Boston between Miami and the Celtics? Yeah, I'm not sure any of the sort of meta-narratives about the larger series matter here tonight. I think it really comes down to, you know, what we saw in game four. Can Boston shoot it? And can they stop Miami from shooting the crap out of it? You know, Boston right. fans would be saying, well, hey, that's the thing that's been going wrong for us the entire series. Miami's been shooting it way above what they did in the regular season, and we haven't been able to buy a three-pointer, and suddenly it flips in Game 4, and Boston looks like the team that everybody was saying they were all along. So if that happens, you know, I, I think it looks pretty good for Boston. I'm not sure that's going to happen, though, because I'm not sure that, the, you know, the first three games of this series weigh a lot heavier in my mind. For sure. Then the game four where Boston backs against the wall, turn it on. Now they're going to have their. And backs. they also they also had to play like pretty much perfect. I mean they got they got smacked in the face. They were down by double digits in the first quarter. If you're Boston, you can't play better than you did in the third quarter, and they still had to kind of get that thing out. They did win by double digits, but I, I don't know. I, I guess of course they had to. They sort of had to completely empty the tank in that game to even get that one win. And they won it sort of comfortably, but I think, I, I guess if I'm saying what I think here, I think the Celtics being eight-point favorites is a little bit heavy on Boston. I and agree. And I'd be tempted to take the Miami money line tonight. Interesting. See, I would say if you want to bet this thing, I'm not going to bet the result of this game. If you are tempted, though, I wouldn't necessarily know. I don't know if I necessarily would go out and bet the money line for the Heat, but it is a good value if you do believe the Heat can go win in Boston. But the Heat being minus eight and a half, if you can get the Heat at minus eight and a half, minus nine and a half, man, here's the thing. Boston's not going to win a close game tonight. Boston's either going to win by 16 or they're going to 
or they're or Miami's going to cover. I don't or Miami's going to win. I don't really think that Boston's going to win by four. They're going to win by double digits, or they're going to lose. I think so. The spread is certainly interesting. The one thing to watch, I guess, is, is Gabe Vincent has been ruled out for this game for Miami. So he's a guy who's been really big for the Heat. He's not playing tonight. He hurt. I think he twisted his ankle in Game Four, so he's out. That's right. So um, I'm going to stay away from the result. But if you do need a little action, I would go. I would bet the total on this thing. I think the totals have been way more predictable than the results, although the results have been rather predictable throughout this NBA playoffs. That's just kind of the way the NBA goes. The overs have been hitting in this series. The overs have certainly been hitting. So here's what my strategy has been, is you tease the over down a few points. So the over-under in this game is 215.5. I teased it down to 212.5. That gets you like minus 139 odds, so it's not quite 2-1. to one. But here's what I've been doing. I've been... Teasing, teasing it down and betting it up. So you tease the line down from 215 to 212 and then bet the over and just bet more than you normally would because even though you're not getting two to one, maybe you're not, you know, two to win four bucks or whatever, bet five bucks to win eight bucks instead of five to win 10. You know what I mean? Uh, and either way, you're coming out ahead. That's been my strategy. It's been successful so far uh, here, this NBA playoffs. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Only an hour of Nuana's now today. Missoula Paddleheads doubleheader coming up at 5 o'clock. So, in the name of staying on time, we'll take a break. Chicken does no sports. Carolyn joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you listened to the show yesterday, we talked a lot about the late Tina Turner, who passed away yesterday at the age of 83, and we played three Tina Turner songs. You're probably wondering, well, how the heck did you not play the best one? Well, it's because the best one we saved for today, R.I.P. Tina Turner, but that's what Carolyn wanted. She wanted to hear Proud Mary coming in. Okay, so first of all, since you're like the queen of the uh, 1990s, yes. what do you know about Bo Jackson? Have any like memories yeah. of this? I remember he played baseball. Yes. And football. That's right. And he played for the Sox for a little while. He did at the end, very end of his baseball career. Um, in yes. fact, there were rumors that he was living in like my town, and his kid went to St. John of the Cross School. Oh, like your little suburb in Chicago. Yeah, but when I don't you were know if that was ever true or not. Hmm. That was just one of those rumors. Maybe. 
Maybe it's in, I'm in, I'm reading his biography. Chicken does no sports here on ESPN radio special Thursday edition because, uh, it's usually on Thursdays, but we have a short show today. So Missoula Paddleheads coming up a little bit after this here segment. Only an hour of Nuanas now today, but I promise we'll make it up to you tomorrow. Paddleheads got rained out last night, so they have to uh, play two, as they, they would say. They might get rained out again. No, nah, they might. Well, it's in buildings. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the weather's like over there. That's like 10 million miles away from right. here. So it's like another state. Uh, regardless, uh, I'm reading Bo Jackson's biography, so may, and maybe we'll get to the part. He has just signed with the Chicago White Sox. Okay. I just remember also that Nike ads, or I think it was Nike, that was Bo Nose or something like that. Yes, that's right. That's what's so crazy is Bo Jackson at the same time is is perhaps the most naturally gifted athlete that's ever lived. But he also didn't really accomplish anything in sports after college because he double dipped the whole time. He played football and baseball and never really got good at either one. And then football, he got hurt so bad that it just ruined his entire athletic career. And he's basically done by the time he's 30. It's very depressing, cautionary tale. And now he's got the hiccups. He's had the hiccups <laughs> right. for a year. So he's got the hiccups for a year. I just didn't know if you knew. I just, I just got to the part where he just hurt his hip and it's the strangest, most bizarre, gruesome, horrible injury ever. Ow. He basically dislocated his hip to the point where the entire socket filled okay. with blood okay. and it makes the whole bone in your leg die. So oh my it, gosh. It's like a horrible, horrible thing to happen to somebody. It's so ironic though, or it's, it's not even ironic, it's so circumstantial. Only Bo Jackson could get this injury because only he was big and fast enough to have that level of torque to like tear it at that level. Yeah, that's true. It's that would not happen to me. It really makes you believe in like a higher power dictating things, though, right? Like they, he giveth and he taketh away. Right. Not, you know, whatever you want to believe, but like the fact is, the guy was gifted to the point where he tore his he leg was off. Untouchable, but then you no know, one's untouchable. Right. It always comes back down right. on you. Uh, the other one I was going to ask you about. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> every time I go, I've been, you know, I've been hitting the, the workouts every single day. I know it doesn't look like it when you're watching on TV, but I've been really trying. Yeah, wait, stop with that. <laughs> hold on. You told me some people were not being very nice to you. Hey, and I'm, me. Hold on. No, I'm going to say this right now. I don't like that. Whoever is writing in or calling in and saying not nice things to Coulter, knock it off. Thanks, Cheryl. And Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Um, regardless, every time I go to the YMCA now... I think of you, because uh, you used to talk about going and getting snatched or whatever. When yeah. You, when you go walk on the Stairmaster. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I've been also hitting the Hype House, and uh, we've been doing these workouts called AMRAPs. Do you yeah. know what AMRAP is? As many rounds as possible. As many rounds as possible. Super of course fun. I know. Of course you do. You're a fitness guru. That's it's right. uh, a super fun workout. I did one on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this Fitbit. I by know. The way. How many calories? 931. Wow. Just going impressive. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The many rounds as possible. Do you really wear fun. your sweatshirt in that class too? Oh yeah. Okay. Why and don't you just get one of those um, wrestling sauna suits? I don't even, do day. they even make ones yeah. for portly guys like oh, me? I don't know. <laughs> I saw them at Walmart. There's not, I'm a, like, I'm like right at the brink of even being able to wrestle. I don't know if they have that. You can like, get a couple just there's certain hefty points, bags. There's a certain <laughs> point in wrestling where you can't participate because you weigh too much. I'm almost there. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, go check out the Hype House there on Tool Avenue if you want some AMRAP workouts. And uh, if you're really feeling frisky, pair it with uh, some yoga at the Hot House. I didn't make yoga today. How yeah, was it? It was great. It was so hot, though, today. There yeah. was a lot of people in there. And uh, I brought my friend who she usually just does regular yoga. She mm -hmm. hasn't done the... Um, uh, sculpt with the weights and yeah. yada, yada, yada. And she was like, well, that was a lot harder. And I said, yeah, for sure. 
And I only had five pound weights, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, I know. Loved it. Loved it. That, that is one of the fascinating phenomenons. For all you guys out there, they're like, oh, I lift weights and I'm so strong, whatever. Uh, it's so humbling because yeah, I could go into the Y, throw around whatever weight you want, you yeah. know, 60s, 70s, whatever. And then you go to these classes and you grab the 10s and you're about to die. I remember when we used to do the sweat cycle and you, and we had to, we'd do weights at the end. Yeah. And the first day you grabbed like 12 pound weights. And I was like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I've never gone back. Yeah. Even now, I've only worked back up to getting tens. Even yeah. eights are hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's quite a phenomenon. And uh, go check out those fine places. They are the uh, presenters of the Chicken Does No Sports uh, each week here on ESPN Radio. Um, all right, what you got? So you were really into crypto for a while. I still am. I'm into the concept of it for sure. Well, there was a crypto company that had a lot of celebrities. You know. Uh, endorsing, endorsing it, it. Sure, yeah. but now all of those celebrities have gotten in trouble for it. And right. Shaq was served last night during a playoff game. He got served. He got served in his purple suit. And um, I, I would just love to see like the sewing of Shaq's suits. Oh my God. It would take like it's so, so many. Funny. Even when he's just sitting at the desk on inside the NBA, he's so he's just blocks out the sun. But then they always cut away during the games to those guys sitting up there, so you get like a different angle. And the other day he was standing there with Carl Malone and Alonzo Mourning, who are both six ten. Yeah, and he is just so much bigger than them. Well, because he's tall and. Wide. I was so wide. I mean, not in a mad way, just in a, he's a large he, human. He's the largest human. He, uh, he has to be the largest human. He's the largest human. Well, the process servers say that Shaq spent months evading them. Costing. So what is he in trouble for? <sighs> why, why do I need to have all the answers? Yeah, yeah, I know. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. I think it was because he was endorsing something that was like false, fraudulent. Sure, right. These guys were were uh, endorse to to endorse a brand is different than to endorse an action, right? Yeah, they were endorsing an action, which so is go buy this crypto. I think right? what's happening is it's a class action lawsuit. Yep, and. People like Tom Brady, Naomi Osaka, Giselle were oh. all in commercials, yep. advertising and promoting it. Um, and when the company filed for bankruptcy, they lost $10 billion in assets. Now, Shaq has said, "I people think I was involved with that. I was just a paid spokesman. Right. So I'm assuming they're trying, I don't know. I'm assuming they're just trying to get, um, figure out who was involved, who was really involved with the company. The, the, uh. The concept of Shaq as a pitch man is just so funny to me. There's all sorts of athletes that do all sorts of endorsements, but they usually, you know, even Tiger Woods is one of the most, you know, one of the biggest endorsers ever. He still, at his peak, had one car, you know, one golf club, one Nike right. shoes. I think he had as many as 10 or 12 people, companies he was endorsing, right? Shaq... Pitches everything. I mean, he was doing the some insurance. insurance. Yeah. The general insurance, yeah. the Asper cream, the Icy Hot, the, you know, everything. I mean, he's, he's got sports drinks. He's got burgers, everything. Yeah. I, I don't, I guess I, I just, I, I guess I'm just confused by the motivation. Money. Well, for sure. But like, how, how much money do you need? All the money. I guess. I mean, <laughs> the guy's got to have so much money. Well, I'm trying to figure out how much you're actually worth as a spokesman if you endorse everything too. 
Like you, right, and that's what I'm getting at is like, if you're going to endorse all sorts of things and everybody's paying you a hundred million dollars a year, like Tiger Woods, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just do that? I, I guess what I'm right. saying is like, it just seems to me that there's this disconnect there. Like how much is Shaq getting paid for the general? Right. And then, then does he actually need that money or does he just really love being in commercials? I think he loves being commercials. Right. Yeah. And it just seems like, if, I don't know, maybe it's super easy for him or maybe he just does, it does not a big time suck. And it seems like it would be a big time suck for not a lot of value when you are so valuable. Maybe he's not making as much money on these ads as we think he is. Yeah, maybe. So he's take he needs more of them. Right. I just get, I guess the disconnect is that Shaq's brand is so big. Why? Why, why does he have fifty fifty thousand dollar clients? Why right. does he go get one fifty million dollar client? You know. Yeah, I don't know. But now that you mentioned, like, Icy I mean, Shaq Hot, eating McDonald's or something like, wouldn't that just be worth so much money didn't for he McDonald's? Used to do Taco Bell. Sure. I mean, it just I think seems he like did in the 90s. just seems like the giant brand. Like, why wouldn't Coca Cola or you know Budweiser or something just go get Shaq for so much money instead of all this other stuff? I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I don't know. Write a letter. Maybe we will. Okay. Check those little sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. Uh, so Shaq got served last night at yep. the game. I'm sure Charles had all sorts of fun stuff to say Gosh, about I that. Gosh, I bet he was just roasted him. Well, but also Charles has no room to stand on because Charles spends millions of dollars gambling all the time. Yeah. You know. He, maybe I mean, that's why Shaq needs all this money. Maybe, maybe. he has a gambling problem. Maybe. I just think it's You so heard it here first. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> We're going to get be getting served too <laughs> soon. Uh, all right. What else you got? All right. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Did you see the picture of him the first day he showed up to New York Jets camp? Is this the one that their first practice in front of media? Or is this the one where he looked like the lead singer of Creed? He looked like the lead singer of Creed yeah, or like that. the Nicolas Cage character yeah. in Con Air. Con Air. Yeah. yeah. Half bun, wife beater. Like, are we not even allowed Walk, to say wife beater anymore? You can to me. I don't White care. tank top, whatever they call them these I, days. We have worse names in the 90s for those. <laughs> I will not. Uh, regardless, uh, we're just politically incorrect all he, across the world. Um, he looks like the tool bag that he is. Man. The guy is something. Anyway, so they had their first practice, and the Jets had their first practice in front of the media. Yeah, and um, he hurt his calf, and so he couldn't play. Wow! But he um, wasn't limping or anything, so I don't really know. I think he, I think he had, I think he had a case of the nerves. Th- th- this think. is where we have too much media coverage, right? Right. Like Aaron Rodgers is a middle-aged guy. He tweaked his calf. All right. It's the middle of practice in May. Like, I just, it's just so funny how the NFL is such a crazy monster. Right. Even just practice in May is getting covered, you know? But I think, well, yes. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a big name. So, oh, of course, totally. they're going to be, I, I just think um, maybe he should also retire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't think that that's happening anytime soon, although I did see something the other day that is... Uh, a harbinger for the future. What? Pat McAfee, who's like Aaron Rodgers' best friend, and they oh, do yeah, the yeah. podcast together all the time. Well, Pat McAfee just got like $55 million a year. Uh, for to, his podcast? To join ESPN, yeah. Where, where ESPN? He, he's, where? Been on, he's been on college game day. Now he's going to be absorbed into, I think, some sort of, I mean, is it ESPN? He, he got a big media contract with a traditional media outlet, and then part of it's of them uh, absorbing his podcast. Okay. Maybe they'll give us $55 million. I mean, someday. we got a long time to live. Life expectancy these days is like 106. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, monster contract, yeah, ESPN. Mm, good for him. Yep. 
There you go. All right. Uh, so that, but that's just a harbinger for the future because that's what Aaron Rodgers is also going to do. Well, obviously, that's why I'm like, put your calf up, get on your <laughs> podcast, and be done. Like, I just don't know why these guys keep trying to keep playing. Uh, it's competitiveness. I know. But- Aaron Rodgers' legacy will be vaulted ex- incredibly high if he leads the New York Jets to a Super Bowl. Okay. Well, he's not going to. All right. Mark my words. Mark the chicken does no sports words. Uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. What else? All right. So um, a Swedish tennis player, Mikhail Yimmer, lost his mind during a tournament, breaking his racket and the umpire's chair in a temper tantrum. Whoa. It was so bad that they kicked him out. Like, you're done. You're disqualified. Whoa. Disqualified. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Impressive. So. John McEnroe style? I think worse than John McEnroe. Wow. I'm wondering if it's roid, roid rage. <laughs> yeah, those tennis guys. I know. They're always roid now. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know why you, I mean, that, listen, I used to have a little temper. It was kind of the family joke. Really? Oh my gosh. Didn't I tell you how I would break rackets? You would break rackets. Oh Yeah. Wow, I, I wish would, I cared about anything that much. Oh my gosh, it was so stupid. And then this is, I think I've said this, this is what, how I got my start in sales. I would take my broken racket to Herman's Sporting Goods and tell them it flew out of my hand when I was serving and broke. And then they'd give me a free racket. Wow. And I did that probably three times. <laughs> <laughs> how much did rackets cost back, back then? Back then, um, my Prince Lightning was about $99. Wow. And that was a lot of money oh, in sure. 1992. So what did your parents think of your outbursts? Oh my gosh, my they mortified, mortified. It was just like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? It was horrible. I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed now thinking about it. What did that stem from? Do you want to get deep? <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. Okay. No, no. I, I think it, if you want me to get deep in like sports, tennis was my thing. Sure. I was like Carolyn, tennis player in my family. Yeah. And I think I wanted to be so good. And then when I wasn't, I just lost my mind. I think that's pretty, actually a pretty common psychology amongst tennis players. I would bet you that most tennis players would tell you that like they want to be perfectionists and they're driven by their family. I mean, I think a lot of athletes are, you know, I just wish I had more control over my emotions then because I probably, I don't know, could have just, I would have probably been more enjoyable to be around, A, yeah. and B, I don't know. Cheaper to house without having to buy $100 rackets. I wouldn't have to go to Herman's Sporting Goods every <laughs> month <Herman's. laughs> and get a new racket. Wow. I mean, my brothers were, my family was always actually very impressed when I'd come home with a free racket. <laughs> They were like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just I have a natural talent. All right. Well, uh, you and this guy breaking rackets together. Mm-hmm. I, did, I never broke an umpire's chair, though. That's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. What else? <laughs> Are you going to take out all these spaces no. we've got? Okay. Um, okay. Jaw Morant. Jaw, good job. First time ever. Third time you brought him up, at yeah. least. Maybe fourth time on the show. I got you, it. Uh, I got it. I, now I'm remembering right Jaw time. Rule. Yeah, yeah. And then Jaw Morant. Jaw Rule. Uh, properly rated, overrated, underrated. Jaw Rule? Yeah. Perfect. I love Jaw Rule. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he had that little thing with, with the uh, Fire Fest that kind of knocked him down a couple pegs, but I don't blame him. All I right. think he was. Anyway, Jaw Morant. He. Last week I said Nike was going to take away the the shoes and he was losing this and that. Well, I was wrong. Nike just released a new 
um, sneaker today, and it sold out in minutes. It's called the the Hunger. It's a jaw shoe. It's a jaw shoe. Whoa. And um, it sold out in minutes. So I was wrong. He is. Wow. Uh, yeah, he is still got slinging shoes. It's so crazy to me how you know, the old notion of any publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just so true now in pro sports, especially the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. Like this this dude is running amok and making so many bad choices and getting in so much trouble and that's elevating his branding profile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind wow. of annoying me. It's I mean, look at the NFL. The NFL can do nothing wrong. Yeah. It does not matter what happens in the NFL. Now, you did make People some good will, points though, like we we do have second amendment rights and sure, yeah, so sure. he didn't do anything illegal. Sure. So it's... He didn't do anything illegal by the state of law in America. He did things that are illegal yes, by the rules of the NBA. NBA. But yeah. Nike isn't the NBA. That's right. The NBA can do That's right. what they want, but Nike doesn't have to, and they didn't, and they sold out a shoe in minutes. So man, there you have it. I mean, yeah, it's true in media, too. I mean, look at some of these guys that have gone away from traditional media, and now they just like eat mushrooms and talk crazy on their podcast for three hours, and they make more money than they ever made before. Yeah. Looking at you, Joe Rogan. God bless them. <laughs> oh, man. Check it out. Those sports, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX by Television, and the ESPN MT app. Short Nuana's now today because we got the paddleheads coming up. Uh, double header. Uh, anything else? Can I say one thing? Sure, of course. This is just a shout out to my next door neighbor. Nice. Cece. Who oh, yeah. signed... Missoula Sentinel, uh, yeah. CC Size. Yeah. She was a great player there at Sentinel for uh, my boy Tyler Hobbs. She signed with Western Washington University yesterday. Uh, this was actually very compelling because you were texting me. You were saying that your neighbor was signing with Western Washington and that she went to Sentinel. And I thought maybe you, since you are the chick who doesn't know sports, were mistaken. What? And I said, I thought, <laughs> I said, Central Washington? And you said, no, Western Washington, CC Size. I didn't realize that she was going to Western Washington. Olivia Hunsinger, who's also at Sentinel, is going to Central Washington. This is fascinating because for those that don't know about uh, D2 sports in Washington, those are fierce rivals. So these two young ladies are going to be uh, going against each other now, wow. which is pretty cool. that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well... I've watched her um, practice out back since she was six years old. Nice. So uh, she had a little injury her junior year, and it was, you know, touch and go if she was going to play. And, you know, it was obviously devastating. And so to know that she is going off to play in college next year is pretty awesome. It is super cool. Congratulations to her and all of the other athletes from around Missoula and around Montana that signed over the last couple of days. The uh, the signing period, the late signing period, uh, opened earlier this week. So we did have signing days at the various high schools, and uh, we've had a variety of athletes sign letters of intent. So congratulations. It's a huge step to your future. And, yeah, so uh, exciting. Very, very cool. I will say, uh, on, the, on the note of those two young ladies, um, I go to all the college towns across the West for this job, and you're hard-pressed to beat Missoula or Bozeman, but two of the coolest college towns that I've spent time in or been to are Ellensburg, Washington, and Bellingham, Washington. Bellingham sounds so pretty. Bellingham's sweet. It, yeah. it, it, the only part problem is it rains too much. Other than that, Bellingham is sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's a very much like Missoula. It's a chiller vibe. Everybody loves to be outside, hike around, do all the things. Uh, Ellensburg is just like quintessential. Like Ellensburg. It sounds so cute. Ellensburg. It is. It's just so, it's such like a, 
It's like Mayberry. It's just like oh, the nicest nice. little town. Everybody is so nice. Everybody's hanging out. Everybody waves to each other. That's cute. It's uh, those are both fun places to go to college. Yeah, if I if I was to like run it back, I think my I think actually my top three choices would all be in Washington. I think. What's the other uh, one? Washington State. Oh, because they have a great journalism program. Yeah. Although if I, if myself at when I was eighteen would have gone to Washington State, I think I definitely would have died. Why? Because it's like one of the best party schools oh, in the it? country. Oh, Where yeah. Where is it? In Pullman. Pullman. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's such that's a huge right. party school because Pullman's only eight miles from Moscow. So you have two giant universities yeah. right next to each other. So it's like college towns colliding. So right. It's that just, sounds like a lot of fun. For sure. And then yeah. they have like Greek life at both of them. And right. all of a sudden, there's just everybody's just having a great old time. Except at Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Well, that no, whole uh, it's, that whole thing is just the worst thing yeah. ever. I Awful. just can't believe it. It's terrible. Uh, Chicken Does No Sports here on ESPN Radio. Anything else? That's it. Go Paddlehead. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back with more Chicken Does No Sports next week. We'll be back with more nuances now right after this. I didn't realize how big of a Tina Turner fan I was until she passed away. That's kind of how it goes. It's unfortunate that that's how it goes, but uh, rest in peace, Tina Turner. I promise we'll stop playing so much, Tina, after today. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, abbreviated Nuanas Now. Only a little less than 15 minutes left here on the show. Uh, top of the hour, we'll roll right into the Missoula Paddleheads, or at least we will roll into uh, some regularly scheduled programming up until the Paddleheads are ready. They do have another delay, but they're going to try to get a doubleheader in tonight. So sounded like as of right now, first pitch will be about 6 o'clock. So we will go to that broadcast about quarter to 6, uh, but still abbreviated. Uh, Nuwana is now here today. Thanks for tuning in uh, to this show. If you missed anything in it, we talked some NBA. Carol Jigga does those sports. Swing by for some laughs. And uh, now it's time for some high school stuff. That's our prep extra and our bitter root breakdown presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. The bitter root breakdown part of this is the Florence Falcons uh, softball team, one of the dominant softball uh, programs in the state of Montana, period. The Falcons have won four out of the last six Class BC titles. They're gunning for their third straight and their fifth out of the last seven. If they were to win the BC title this year, that'd be their 13th state title overall, which is the uh, which would be the most ever uh, in MHSA sponsored softball. Frenchtown, though, they are gunning for their second straight championship at the Class A state tournament, and if that were to, were to occur, that would also be their 13th. So right now, the record tied Florence and Frenchtown. I don't think it's a coincidence that we have such great softball here. In Western Montana, I do think that having a, a culture for that sort of stuff is, is as impactful in um, softball as as any other sport because it all breeds upon itself, right? First of all, there's a couple really great pitching coaches around here, around Western Montana. So all the classifications of softball usually, at least one, if not all three, of the Double A high schools in Missoula have a great pitcher. Almost always. Frenchtown has a great pitcher, and almost always Florence has a great pitcher. A lot of times those young ladies train with each other. They learn from the same people. There's also a really, really strong ASA uh, culture here in Western Montana. So I, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, if you were to say, what's what's Missoula Big Sky's uh, most tradition-laden program uh, outside of um, 
girls basketball. It's probably softball. And, you know, that goes hand-in-hand with Frenchtown, one of the great softball programs in the state. Florence, one of the great softball programs in the state. It's not a coincidence that those uh, that it's all from the same area around here. So those are certainly some of the teams to watch, the defending champs in the bracket. I thought this was a striking stat. At the Class A level, only Frenchtown, Polson, and Belgrade have ever won or have won Class A state titles, excuse me, since 2008. That's 15 years ago. It's like my senior year of college. Only Frenchtown, Polson, and Belgrade. And Belgrade's no longer in Class A. Frenchtown and Polson, though, are both in the uh, the Class A um, state softball championships, ironically, in Belgrade this weekend. Scores coming up here in just a minute. One of the other storylines to watch, how about the dynasty that is the Bozeman girls tennis team? They're going for their 11th straight Class AA state title. Unbelievable. If they can get that done, I mean... It's already an unbelievable mark. Ten in a row is, is crazy, but 11 in a row is just even another feather in the cap. So we'll give you a full tennis update tomorrow as well. When it comes to softball scores, here's what's gone down so far at the Class AA State Tournament in Helena. Missoula Big Sky head coach Trevor Subith and his star slugger Grace Hood were each on the show yesterday to preview this. Uh, I chose Big Sky as our sort of preview team coverage because although although the Eagles are the fifth seed out of the West, their offensive uh, firepower is unbelievable. Their run totals were crazy this year. They hit over 500 as a team. Grace Hood is hitting almost 700. Just 13 home runs and only 69 at-bats. 36 RBI in like 82 plate appearances. Her on-base percentage is almost 800. Unbelievable. But it, it was no fluke. Guess what Big Sky did today? A 10 spot in the first inning against Belgrade. And the Eagles win 15-5. to They are that now into the uh, the second round of the bracket. They take on Kalispell Glacier, who's the number one seed from the West. Missoula Sentinel took care of business against Bozeman, 10-5. So Sentinel moves on to play defending AA state champion Billings Senior. And uh, afternoon games... Great Falls High pounds Kalispell Flathead 12-2. So the Bison move on to take on Helena High, who's the second team out of the West. And uh, haven't seen a score yet for Helena Capital CMR, but the winner of that one takes on top-seeded Billings West. So um, we'll let you know um, how that tournament progresses. At the uh, the Class A state tournament, which is in Belgrade, uh, here's how it's, what's happened so far today. Libby beat Lewistown 8-6, to so uh, Libby moves on to take on Haver. Laurel beat Corvallis 9-3, to so they advance to take on Polson. Hamilton beats Hardin 7-5, to so they advance to play Columbia Falls. And Frenchtown routes Livingston 11-1. to So Frenchtown plays Billing Central in a rematch of last year's Class A state title game. Central had just one loss going into state last year, and then they ended up losing to Frenchtown twice. Uh, at the state tournament as, as Frenchtown won their first state title uh, since 2016. So uh, your uh, your undefeated second round for Class A, again, Haver versus Libby, Laurel versus Polson, Columbia Falls versus Hamilton, and Frenchtown versus Billings Central. In the BC tournament, here's uh, the latest results. Hmm, looks like we don't have any finals. Well, that's because this doesn't start until uh, a little later on. So 
Uh, I guess that's not true. Th- these games right now are uh, have have started, but there's no finals yet. So Shepherd's playing Thompson Falls. Shepherd certainly one of the favorites out of the East in the BC tournament. Uh, Mission R. Lee Charlo, they call him Mac. They've been uh, runners up two years in a row. They take on the Conrad Shoto Co-op. Florence Carlton takes on Huntley Project, and then the Co-op of Columbus Absorky Park City takes on Manhattan. So those are your. Uh, First round matchups there in the Class BC state tournament. Track and field. I, I also we're in the midst of a prep extra, but must acknowledge at least one result from yesterday's uh, NCAA West Regional, which is continuing today. Holly Sudel of the University of Montana, who was one of our guests yesterday, uh, one of the top 400 meter hurdlers in the region. She runs tonight at 7:20. But last. Uh, yesterday, throughout the day, and then last night, a variety of different uh, athletes competed. Four Big Sky Conference athletes, actually nine Big Sky Conference athletes, and four of them who are from Montana, two from Montana, two from Montana State, competed in the men's javelin. Big Sky champion Evan Todd was the top finisher. He finished 19th with a throw of 214 uh, and some change. Owen Smith ran in the 1,500 meters, and uh, he finished 47th. Um, Jaden Green finished uh, 35th in the 110 hurdles. Zane Johnson finished 22nd in the pole vault. But the top result yesterday, and a lot of times disqualifying for regionals is the reward, and, and then the rest is just icing on the cake. But every once in a while, we have athletes from Mo- the Montana schools that go to the regionals with hopes of advancing to nationals. And Ben Perrin did exactly that. The men's 10,000 meters didn't start until 10.15 last night. So I'm watching this thing at like 10.35, trying not to fall asleep. The, the race takes 30 minutes. So, you know, by the time this this thing is going, I, you know, by the time you're to the formative part of the race, it's already been going for 20-plus minutes. But this was one of the most competitive events there at the West Regional in Sacramento. And Perrin, to his credit, he got boxed out. It didn't look like he was going to get to the, the top group. But then the two-time defending uh, Big Sky champion from Kalispell. He gets in, and then he hangs on. He sits right on a hip in 11th place, and he crosses the finish line in 11th place. 28 minutes, 25 seconds and some change, just off of his PR. But the two-time uh, Big Sky champion in the men's 10K, Ben Perrin, he's headed to Nationals. Top 12 advanced to Nationals, so uh, that's all you want. That's all you, that's all you need is a shot, and he's headed on to Nationals in Austin, Texas. So I figured I might mention that one. In terms of track and field, this is Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Here's here's the uh, there's all sorts of events to watch, and they're always really fun. But he, here's a couple events where all class records could fall. First of all, the AA and A meet for track and field is in Butte. The B and C meet is in Laurel. Uh, the number one record that's uh, certainly going to be flirted with, it's going to take a huge effort to get there, but her season best throw is better than the all-class state record, Elisa Keller of Billings West. We've talked about her, the star javelin thrower there for the Golden Bears, uh, a lot this season. She's the defending state champion at the AA level. The all-class record in the girls' javelin in Montana is 156 feet 11 inches, which is held by uh, Angelica Street, who... As from Columbia Falls, started her college career at Texas A&M is now, and is now thrown at Montana State. Keller has thrown 157-1, which is two inches farther than Street's all-class state record. So in terms of qualifying marks, that's the only one out of all Montana high, uh, high school athletes that's better than what the state record is. That's not to say, though, 
State records couldn't fall. Other state records that could fall. In the girls' 200 meters, the state record all class is 24.75 seconds. We've had, uh, let's count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven young ladies that have run 25 and a half seconds. So seven, uh, seven gals that are within 0.75 seconds of this thing, including Brooke Zatuni of Whitefish, who was an outstanding athlete last year as well, took the class A meet by storm. Her best time, 25.08. So she's about three-tenths of a second off. Sometimes when you get in those fast heats, if you got good weather, and that can really carry the day. So that's one that might be in the mix. The 300 hurdles is certainly going to be fun to watch, especially when it comes to Olivia Lewis. She's from Corvallis. She ran 42.94 seconds at the divisional last week. That's only seven one-hundredths of a second off the all-class state record. Uh, so that would be very impressive if she was to beat that one. That's a grueling race, and she's certainly one of the best. On the boys' side, probably the record that's in the most peril is the record in the uh, boys' mile, the 1,600 meters. The record is 412, 4 minutes, 12.06 seconds. Weston Brown of Bozeman High ran 411.46 last week. So if you're asking yourself, well, Coulter, how did he not already break the state record? In Montana, you have to run your state record time or or have your state record mark at the state meet. It's a, somewhat of an antiquated deal. They're starting, sort of starting to form a new record book where there's records all time, not just at state meets, but part of that's just because of the rural nature of Montana and the measurements and all that stuff. But Nathan Brown, if he replicates the time he ran last weekend, he'll set the state record by six-tenths of a second, which would be pretty impressive. Nathan Neal of Bozeman has also been really good. He's ran 413 this year, so he's certainly in the mix for that 412 and change. And Ryan Harrington of Great Falls has also run 416 so far uh, this year. So that one maybe could fall. In the boys, 3,200. The record is 904. Western Brown. He ran 8.48 earlier this year uh, down in a meet in California, and Nathan Neal was just right behind him, his Bozeman teammate, at 8.50. If those guys run those times at state here, you're talking about breaking the state record by 15 seconds. That would be crazy. A couple of other state records that might be uh, in peril. The girls' 100-meter record was set last year by Jaden Wolf, who's now running at Montana State, a Billings West product. Uh, 12.08 seconds is the 100-meter record. Jaden Van Dyken of Manhattan Christian has run 12.13, as has Ave Roberts of Billings Skyview. And then Brooks Zatuni of Whitefish, she's ran 12.37. Claire Hutchinson of Stevensville, she's ran 12.38. So they're all within three-tenths of a second of that mark, uh, including Van Dyken, who's only five one-hundredths of a second off that mark. So that one maybe possibly could fall. And then the last one, the all-class triple jump record, 39 feet, 9.25 inches. That one's held by Lauren Hagen of Missoula Sentinel, who's now at Washington. And a couple fellow Sentinel Spartans could chase it. Ava Kellingberg's best jump is 39.05, so she's about nine inches off. And Emily McElberry, she's also approached 39 feet. So uh, anything over 39 feet is huge, and uh, you never know when you might pop it. You never, never know when you might get that PR. Short nuanas now, but fun being with you. We will roll into the Missoula Paddleheads as soon as we can tomorrow. All sorts of state championship coverage for you. NCAA West track and field coverage for you. Rajim Seabrook in studio. We'll see you then. Juan is now ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.